Okay, boom, so we back. Okay, how was that little break for y'all? <laughs> okay, so have you ever heard someone say you need to set some boundaries or where are your boundaries? And I thought, I really thought I had boundaries, but I was very, very wrong. And what I thought were boundaries were just flimsy behavioral patterns for people in my life to follow follow I'm sorry which were unhelpful to me and easy for people in my life to violate or have no incentive to follow right it wasn't until I started my healing journey and going into therapy and trying to find a way to understand what I went through and how to avoid allowing future generations after me um, going through those same things right I wanted to be a generational curse breaker for you know my baby girls my son and uh, eventually the children that they will have at some point so I, I wanted to stop things here with me and with my my family so what I learned was boundaries okay what came across my uh, my plate of things to do was to learn how to set boundaries. My sister gave me this recommendation for a book uh, about boundaries, and I found this one, and I thought it was an amazing book um, to get more information about boundaries. So what are boundaries? Boundaries are an imaginary line that separates me from you, right, physically. It separates your physical space, your feelings, your needs, and responsibilities from others. Your boundary tells other people how to treat you and what is acceptable and what isn't. Now, show of hands, <laughs> how many people knew what boundaries were? Because I'm telling you, before this book, I did not know. Okay, not really. But now that, you know, I do, I'm trying to learn how to put them in place without hurrying, you know, people as well. Um, I'm very much of drop off the face of the earth type person. I won't talk to you, text you, block you. You don't exist anymore. That's how I handle, you know, situations. And I, I'm, I'm very much okay with saying that that is not a healthy way with dealing with people that, you know, I love. And it's not a healthy way of addressing situations is to not just cut people off and not explain while they're being cut off. But I think I just rather get to the end of the story, which is you're going to not be spoken to, right? However, I do feel that it, um, I should have had conversations and I, I think I still will. I still will. I'm not going to absolutely not have conversations, but I'm working on it. <laughs> so this is not an uh, ad or anything, but I really think this book was really helpful. And, you know, if you were wanting to know how to set boundaries, the book is called Respectfully No by Ruby Payne. I really, really think this is a good book. It's a very big eye opener as to the type of boundaries they are, how to use them, when to use them, the benefits of using them and all that stuff. This book gave me so many gems that validated what I was feeling. If you want to know, you know, some of the gems that helped me, DM me on Instagram and I'll share it with you there. And if you guys would like to read the book, I'll tag it in my story. So don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Queens Rising. So I won't go through the whole book, but I wanted to share some of the things that I've learned and that, you know, helped me. And if you guys do want me to go through the whole book and what my perspective was on, hit me up, let me know. Um, first thing is that there are different levels to this. Okay, different levels. There's soft, rigid, spongy, and flexible. Since I really didn't have a clue on what real boundaries were, um, all of these sounded weird to me. 
you know, they all sounded like, what? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I don't understand. Soft, rigid, spongy, flexible. Uh, we, are we doing yoga? I didn't understand. But after further investigation, I found out all of them have played a part at any given situation in my life with any relationship that I've ever had. So all of them have been used in my life. So we're going to start with soft boundaries, okay? People with soft boundaries are just what they sound like, soft, okay? Capital T. And this boundary type, you know, isn't really a boundary at all, okay? This is because this boundary isn't clear. It's easily manipulable, okay? You tend to feel obligated to help people when you sense that they are distressed. I am raising my hand. People-pleasing tendencies and you spread yourself too thin in order to accommodate other people. And of course, that good old codependency. And when I say, why are you talking about me like that, all right? I'm telling this book had moments of making me feel uncomfortable because I'm like dang who told this half of my business and also giving me realizations of like aha you know that's why I do those things you know so this was and still is part of my boundary level right now and at the beginning of my healing journey and I very much want to work on this I very much want to put a lot of effort into fixing um this boundary level within my relationships Um, next is rigid. This type of boundary is the no nonsensical boundary. There's nothing that this person allows in and there's nothing out. Okay. This type of person is like a, with this boundary, I mean, is a self isolator. And even within this boundary, and this is how complicated this boundary is, there are levels within the boundary. So you lot are very special within the rigid boundary you have the control and the trauma so with control you want to control things you want to control the people around you the events you want to control all of the things they also feel like no one else's opinion matters communication with this type of person with this type of boundary is very rigid hard to talk to because they can be a bit say it with me controlling okay they're very close-minded they have issues with communication people with rigid boundaries aren't always this way something traumatic right to keep the chaos and the confusion out and what's left of their sanity in you don't know who's the good and you don't know who's the bad and sometimes you look at the bad are the good as the bad people because there's no way possible that you could love me with all my trauma and with all my you know baggage and I'm broken and I'm this and I'm that so it's kind of hard to let the good people in because there's that trust thing on the other side of that you let the bad in because it's reaffirming what you already feel about yourself you know so just be mindful of that boundary if you feel like you're rigid you know we need to work on that um next we have spongy okay spongy and this is a combo of both soft and rigid boundary types this is a boundary that is held by people who are very easily overwhelmed by the emotions of others again my hand is raised um they have a difficult time deciding what emotions to keep in and what to let out they are less contaminated emotionally by than the soft boundary and they're emo they're more emotionally uh contaminated than the rigid so they're like that perfect medium but it's still imperfect kind of thing 
And lastly is flexible, okay? This one, um, <laughs> this is like the boundary that is the most ideal boundary level to have because this type of boundary level, the person that carries this type of boundary level, I should say, has full control of what to let in, what to keep out. It's very hard to manipulate or take advantage of them. Um, people with this boundary have the ability to let go of toxic relationships and connect with healthy ones. I'm giving a very big hand clap to these type of people that already have this boundary level because good for you. I'm happy for you. <laughs> so according to the source material, the key to mastering boundary levels or the key to mastering boundaries is learning when to apply which boundary at which time and with what person and what relationship. Okay. So I feel like all these boundary levels are, you know, they have a certain place at a certain time with certain people in our lives. While we're healing, we just need to figure out which people deserve which level, right? Some people absolutely deserve the, the rigid, you know, where we, we are not, we're giving very narcissistic vibes. Okay. We give very narc vibes with this freaking boundary level. And some people deserve that. You know, some things are hard to deal with, hard to understand, hard to let go. And while you're trying to heal, it's very much okay to put this type of boundary up as you're healing because it's help. it helps you to not be able to, um, allow yourself to become emotionally contaminated with the other person's feelings because hand up again I'm very good at taking on the emotions of others to protect their emotions even from the truth and that in the long run well in the long run hurts me and I I think I'm I'm done with hurting myself for the sake of others because you know we're healing <laughs> I think uh this was so key to my healing process. I learned about the different levels of boundaries, what they entailed, and realized that a lot of them have been applied at different points in my life and within different relationships. And when I realized that a certain relationship within my family, I was very soft boundary with others, I was very rigid. Um, since I read this book, I've looked at my interpersonal relationships from a different perspective. And I tried to understand it from different, from different facets. I realized that many of my relationships had weight to them and not the good kind, right? So when I started to raise boundaries from the outside looking in, it may look like I was cutting people off. But to me, like I said earlier, I was just protecting myself and finally looking out for my heart, you know, my energy, my time, my money, my presence, right? Because there's a ministry in just being present. I think Shia LaBeouf said that. And I took that to heart as well. There is a ministry in just being present in someone's life. So once I placed boundaries, which was me cutting people off. And like I said earlier, I will be working on that. <laughs> I felt something for the first time. And at first I didn't understand it. I went to my therapist about it. I talked to, you know, my husband and, you know, all these things. But I felt horrible, you know, about myself for how tired and lackadaisical I've been. And it wasn't until I heard a comedy special, like I got full body chills as I listened to this comedy special when she said, you're not lazy or useless because you've been tired and sleepy. It's your body finally relaxing and resting from all the weight you finally put down. 
I'm not going to hold y'all. I cried a little. And that really resonated to my spirit because since starting this journey, I realized so many things about myself and the interpersonal relationships that I've had and that I've given up. And I've gained so much strength from putting down the backpack of disappointments and trauma and pain and the memories that would that I would you know wallow in and allow myself to drown in I would go into a depression and I would you know feel the disloyalty and the you know and all those things right as I you know started to grow through this I'm learning that Yahweh has been asking me to put this weight down for years that I've been carrying that I chose to carry and my inability and ignorant understanding of how to relinquish this into his hands was lost upon me right with therapy with a strong support system Yahweh this podcast I've learned to do so right I've it's daily work right to not pick it back up again it's it's daily work to not allow myself to like slip back into that depression mode and to slip back into that numb mode to not give people what I'm used to giving them which is complete access to me and take from me whether that's emotionally mentally physically you know monetarily it doesn't whatever it is that they were taking from me and I was allowing Cutting that off and allowing myself to put down the weights of the burdens that I carried for years, I've been resting. (laughs) I've been sleeping and the sleep has been hitting. Okay. So I am proud of myself. You know, I'm allowed to move in this way that is not perfect yet, but I'm working on it and that feels good. That feels really good. And, you know, there's no more worries and I'm not I'm I'm free from the the phantom pain in my body and my mind that kind of to, tries to keep sneaking up and reminding me of the the past traumas. I was praying the other day and I was like, you know, trying to find that pain, you know, that pain in my body, that pain in my mind. And God said, it's gone. So stop trying to look for it. Stop trying to look for that pain when I've already removed it from you. And I had to, I had to give it up, right? Like, oh, ugly cry because God, that's a bar right there. I wondered what it would be like if I could just go into worship and go into praise without having to remember what he brought me from, what um, I had to go through and the trauma and the pain. What if I could just praise him with a full heart of joy, with just happiness, with just the limits off? What if I could just praise him in full joy? That made me so happy to be like, yo, what would that sound like? If this is what my praise and my worship sounded like when I went into praise and worship or prayer with pain in my heart and pain in my mind and God help and it hurts and heal and all these things from God. What if I went into prayer with God? Thank you. I appreciate this. This was dope. I, I and I'm sorry, guys, I do talk to the Lord like that. I tell him he's dope. And that's because he is. And, you know, I wondered what I when I went into praise and worship with just a joyful heart and just happiness and letting that overflow. I, I wonder what that would have been like or what that feels like, because I've done the pain, painful worship. I've done the sobbing worship. I've done the wailing. I've done that. And I, I'm a professional. OK, I can do that with my eyes closed. But going into praise and worship, going into prayer with a joyful heart and full of thanksgiving, I was like, the the pain is gone. The pain in my body 
that tries to remind me of what I went through. It's not there. I gave it away to God. That pain in my mind, that reel of um, shame that tries to go in my mind of what happened to me is my fault. So therefore, I should feel shameful. I should feel doubt. I should feel these things. It's gone because I gave it to God. So therefore, when I go into praise and worship, Shala, I should be giving it up with joy sorry y'all that was a real that was a little tangent that's how I've been feeling lately thank you for listening to the black girl healing podcast sorry for the tangent at the end um but I hope that you guys are taking your healing so serious and so you know putting it as top priority in your life because there's an other side to this and I remember at the beginning of this podcast I used to be afraid of the other side of what or who I would be when I started taking my healing seriously and what if I would like her but then I realized that I don't even like the version of me before I started the podcast the the one that would just go numb and didn't feel nothing and didn't want to do nothing be nothing strive for nothing and just was waiting for death I don't want to be that person no more so as I'm in the middle of this right I'm in the middle of this I look forward to meeting the other version of me on the other side that is willing and ready to fight for the version of me right now that was doing the the future work okay to make sure that past me could get to this place so in the middle of my trial in the middle of my storm I shall say yes lord (laughs) thank you guys for coming and listening and giving me your time and your energy and rate the podcast go follow me on instagram I appreciate everybody for rocking with me so and have a great great week okay be disrespectful about your healing peace